Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Your Vibes Podcast. Everybody's got a vibe and a story to tell. Here's this one. I hope you enjoy. Alright everybody, we are back. Uh, this is episode, back to back, episode 2 today, and I have got a uh, uh, part of Mi Familia in the uh, studio, um, my cousin, Miss uh, Stacy Levine. How are you? I'm great, Michael. Thanks for having me. Good. Glad to be here. Good. I, uh, you have three children and um, a husband <laughs> and a house, and so I know you, you, you've got a lot going on, and, and I appreciate you taking the time this Saturday to come out and chat. So a um, sure. couple things that you know, Stace and I were kind of hammering out um, before is kind of some stuff we want to go over. She's, she's like me. She's like, she likes to kind of know the big story before and then kind of hash out some details and go from there and, and you know, and then kind of be flexible on the vibe uh, along the way too. So um, Stacy um, is the uh, Healthy Parks Healthy Person Administrator. So it's a uh, TDEC kind of state park program that she initiated, I guess, right? Not or quite. Kind of, okay. I was hired to take it over, but... Okay, um, cool. So we're going to uh, kind of dive in right off the bat, kind of some points on um, the park system um, and then get into a little bit of... Um, her program that she's kind of heading off and, and working on with some people. And um, I, I want to make sure that the some, some good details, some good information on our park system because it's so vibrant um, here and surrounding, you know, is, um, you know, the whole state just in general has some really, really good parks. Um, and so kind of get some information out of her on that. And then um, we were just spitballing before as far as, you know, how these typically end and just we're going to bring that into Dixon. But I kind of wanted to do this a little bit in reverse is um, kind of start, you know, with some official stuff, and then we'll kind of just vibe loosely on on Dixon after that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you want to kind of get head off as far as um, we'll start with kind of where you are now, and okay. then, like I said, we'll fill in kind of what led you know some changes in your life to kind of put you here and to kind of uh, get me here. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Great. Well, um, that's right. I'm with, uh, I work for Tennessee State Parks. I um, work on a program called Healthy Parks, Healthy Person. Um, it is a program um, through the state, um, although it's kind of agnostic in the, in the sense that um, the program can be utilized in any park in Tennessee. So you can go down to Hensley Park or you can go to Luther Lake or um, anywhere, any park or, or, or green space or recreation area in Tennessee, um, you can use our program. So what the program is, is Healthy Parks, Healthy Person is an incentive and reward program aimed at getting people outdoors. I mean, that's it in a nutshell. We just want people to get outside. Um, we know uh, two things. In the state of Tennessee, we are kind of, um, we don't have the greatest health outcomes. We're, we're kind of consistently in the bottom 10 least healthy states in the nation, which mm -hmm. which isn't a great place to be. Um, but also that we have an abundance of um, natural areas and natural resources and parks, free parks. Um Tennessee is one of only seven states in oh the gosh. nation that has free state parks. So like, so the rest you have to either get an yeah, annual membership or pay, or pay every time you go in. So, wow. I mean, think about that, That's how awesome. lucky we are um, yeah. to have that resource here. So we just want people to get outside um, and, and, and it's kind of, it's, you know, it's going to help people uh, increase their health, their mental and physical health by getting outdoors. But it's also, we hope to create new stewards for our parks, new uh, people who are going to um, advocate for our parks and fall in love with our parks and show up and volunteer. And, um, and really just, um, I'm just kind of like the, like rah, rah parks lady cool. over here. Um, I just want um, 
everybody to business um, development. Yes, business Mis- development. Business development. Right, but it's a pretty cool program because let me take you back um, to how Healthy Parks Healthy Persons started and how I got involved. Um, Back in 2015, the park manager at Henry Horton State Park, which is in Marshall County, um, he saw that he needed to incentivize people to get outdoors. He was seeing the same people come to his park, and he really wanted to reach a new population. Um, So he kind of created this stamp card system. You know, you show up, go on a hike, get a stamp on your card, and when you fill up your card, you get a free meal at a local restaurant. You know, he got some, like, freebies from local businesses so that he could give those away. Um, and the program worked. It kind of took off. And um, then one day he was able to secure a small grant from the Department of Health, the Tennessee State Department of Health. They kind of saw the the worth. They bought into the idea immediately, um, gave him a little bit of money so that he could create a web app so that it didn't have to be a paper stamp card system and it wouldn't have to just be at his park it could be something that could anybody in the state could use so a web app if you know much about um technology is basically just a website um it's kind of cumbersome it doesn't work like the the apps on your phone it's you have to be connected to the to your service um to be able to use it so it's a little bit cumbersome so um even though it was cumbersome and um wasn't designed to take a lot of traffic it quickly grew Mm. um really fast and so that was exciting um for everyone involved and then in 2019 um he got super lucky and the department of health said you know what we're going to give you a big grant to turn this web app into a standalone um, Apple and Android app. We want you to, you know, really take this statewide. We see that it's working. Um, you're improving health outcomes. Mm-hmm. You're getting people in the parks. You know, this is great for everyone, um, for revenue, for health. You know, we're all getting in for individuals, which sure. is what the end, you know, the end goal is. We want to improve people's lives. Uh, oh, let me stop you just real quick. I sure. want to see. So, so before we kind of move on to this transition of going from a, a web app to a legitimate app, you know, which is obvious, you know, an, an obvious next step you know, a springboard to, to kind of where it is now. Um, where were they getting analytics from? Do you know kind of that as far as like the, when they say, you know, it's obviously working well, you know, as far as, and then, you know, potentially in, improving health, you know, were they, where were kind of, what was that? What did that look like that environment a little bit or, or, yeah. Or was there one, or did they just really see the traffic and thought it was Well, be... so I think they were able to get some kind of Google analytics from mm. it, but mostly they were getting qualitative feedback from users. Okay. So, um, for example... It's like comments. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, Ryan, the the park ranger who created the program, he's he's basically my supervisor, my boss, but he, um, he likes to tell a story about a gentleman who would come to his park um, and hike like maybe once or twice a month and then he started using his the app and he came once a week and then he came twice a week and then cool. he came three times a week and he'd what you do with the way the app works is um it uses behavior change psychology so it's kind of the carrot mm. and the stick mm. and so every time you check in on the app and say you did a healthy activity in the outdoors you get a point and then you rack up those points and then you can redeem them for free stuff okay. from us basically so um he had redeemed he had he had accumulated all these points this gentleman and he could have redeemed his points for something really cool, like a free cabin stay at a oh. state park. But all he wanted was a baseball cap. He just wanted this baseball cap. And Ryan was talking to him. He was like, oh, well, you could get all these other cool rewards that we have. And he was like, you know, 
I just want this cap because the real reward is I've lost 30 pounds. I've gone off my blood pressure medicine. And like now my girlfriend and I have this awesome like hiking habit. And we, we love to do this together. And it's like it totally changes life. That's cool. And yeah. And so like that's when they knew that they they were onto something and they had something special. And that's cool. kind of the, the kind of qualitative feedback that I think the Department of Health enjoyed seeing. Um, and that's when they decided to give him this larger grant. So, um, in 2019, they gave Ryan, uh, this larger grant to, to turn this into a legitimate program and a legitimate app. And that's when they hired me. Mm. Um, so I started, um, in December of 2019 and then three months later, um, the pandemic hit. So it's been a little bit of a sure. roller coaster first year, um, for me. But when I, so did you apply for this? I or? did. Okay. I did apply and I already knew Ryan and I already knew this program through my previous job. Okay. Yeah. So prior um, to this work, I was working for the Governor's Foundation for Health and Wellness, mm. which is a nonprofit um, that Governor Haslam started um, when he was in office. And it was also a kind of a grassroots um, program to help pe- pe- uh, get people physically f- uh, active mm. um, and also help them um, quit smoking and um, and. Lifestyle changes. It's all about lifestyle changes. So I knew about this program because we promoted Healthy Parks, Healthy Person uh, in my previous job. So um, that job came to an end. Actually, the the nonprofit closed. And so um, I was looking for a position and and found this with Ryan. So really good timing. Really lucky. So is it just y'all two? um, It's just us. We we actually, I have a a part-time intern. She's another Dixon County girl. She Mm. actually, um, shout out to Samantha Davenport, Creekwood graduate. She's incredible. Straight out of high school? Um, No, she was with AmeriCorps. I I believe she's probably in her mid-20s. She's been with AmeriCorps for a few years, but actually... um, I'm going to have to find a new somebody new to fill her position because she has gone on. Um, she's starting um, Police Academy tomorrow. Ooh. Sorry, Samantha, to be telling your business, but I'm so proud of you. Um, cool. She's going to become a park ranger. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's so, so great. So for stoked her. for her. So I'm losing my amazing um, sure. part-time helper, but um, I'm interviewing this week for uh, for somebody new. So anybody cool. out there, if you are looking for a job... In the, outdoors, in the outdoors, in the outdoors, right? A really cool and beneficial program. Yeah. For sure. Um, so we launched our um, Android and Apple app um, just before the pandemic hit, back in March last year. And it's let's see, when I when I first came on to the program, we had about thirty five hundred users, and now we just hit over ten thousand. Wow. So over ten thousand downloads and people using the app and. Um, and that's just been through grassroots marketing. Sure. And, and most of the people who use the app now are people who are already in the parks, you know, okay. and that's okay, um, you know, right now. But we are starting to expand our marketing efforts and really um, trying to get to the people who maybe aren't natural park users or natural okay. outdoor outdoor people. Um, what are you doing around that? Well, in January, we released some PBS television spots, like cool. little 20-second um, commercials that went out statewide in January. I believe they're still playing. I don't have a PBS. We don't have like a rabbit ears or channels or whatever on our TV. We just have mm-hmm. a Roku. So I haven't seen them. Um, Are you in beyond- there? No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm a behind-the-scenes kind of gal. Okay. Um so yeah, we're 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 statewide on PBS channels, um, and then I've got a other few other kind of projects in the works. But um, 
we, um, yeah, we're just, we're just looking to, we, cool. it's funny, Michael, because with the pandemic mm-hmm. and, um, encouraging people to get outdoors, we really found ourselves in the right place at the right time Absolutely, because the outdoor trends and recreation, things that, that, you know, people predicted would take four to five years happened in four to five months. Like, I don't know if you tried to look for a bicycle or a kayak during mm-hmm. the first part of lockdown, but you couldn't find them. People were snapping them up because everybody realized how important it was to be able to get outside. Mm-hmm. I mean, for your mental health Absolutely. more than anything at that time. Um, and so we had already had kind of the growing pains behind us and the infrastructure behind us. And we just found ourselves right there in the middle of it. And the so tidal wave of just tidal this wave. onslaught of, we need something different to do. Yes. You know, let's go yes. outside and social distance, you yes. know. And, and so, yeah, you did. did the, you, you all had to strike while the iron was hot on mm-hmm. that. And that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's been good. Um, and, the, and the program's simple. It's so simplistic. If I don't know if you've ever opened the app, Michael, but like you literally open the app um, and just click if you went for a hike or a walk or a paddle or a climb or a horseback ride, whatever you did. And that's it. And you close the app. And, you know, we don't want people to be on their, yeah, Yeah. right. You get your points and you close the app. We don't want you to be on your phone the whole time. You know, that defeats the purpose of being outside, but it's more the, how do you create a habit? Um, And then the idea is, you know, one day that habit or the app, the points won't be necessary anymore. You've already, you've fallen in love. You've created this new healthy habit. You can't not do it. Right. You you can't not do it. Um, And the points are just kind of a while I'm at it kind of deal at that point. And the exciting part is, you know, this was not my idea. I just happened to come in at the right place at the right time. But um, we have had, I want to say, at least eight different conversations in, in my first year um, with the program with other states who want to know how we're doing what we're doing in Tennessee. And so um, they're, they're, they see the worth and they um, either we think that there could be a path to um, financial kind of stability there so, mm-hmm. because right now we're, we're grant funded um, but those grants will run out and we want to be able to kind of stand on our own two feet so we're hoping to take it nationwide um, cool like <laughs> a, a like a satellite uh, like a government contracted nonprofit right, of sorts right, okay right. cool yeah cool um, actually we are um, it's interesting because the program is through the state government and State governments are not known for being very fast-paced, <laughs> and technology no. is always changing. Yeah. And we've already run into a few um, just kind of internal roadblocks with that. Sure. So actually, um, TDEC leadership has decided that this program should be its own nonprofit. So I'm working on the paperwork. We're going to be... Good for we, you. That way we can go after different funding. Um, operate independently too, you know. Operate and, totally. Mm-hmm. And because there's... there's um, always um data you know issues and the state is very you know they want to make sure everything's squared away and they're always you know worried about something falling into the wrong hands and so this way um i mean kudos to our deputy commissioner and um director of parks and all the tdec leadership because they um they're willing to let this program go even though it's a great Mm -hmm. program for the state they see they see the bigger picture. You're outgrowing it. You're right. outgrowing yeah. their control. Right. Not really control, but their model for how they operate. Right. Yeah. And they see that it's going to help more people if they cool. kind of let it go. So that's what I'm... So, they're, are they, so they're kind of pushing you out of the nest a little bit, but is <laughs> yeah. grant money coming along with that? It is. Okay. Yeah, it's for a little bit, but sure. after that, I got to... Sure. Got to raise my own paycheck. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> well, you've got a, a an obvious, you know, lovely pro- program to, to really get people out there and um, 
you know, participate in these parks. So uh, how I want to know a little bit more about how you implemented this from park to park, or was this something that the state took care of? Did they just like upload all the, you know, parks information or or did you have to kind of T-towel around and get people in line to to participate Mm -hmm. in this in each park? How'd that work? Before I came on, um, the director of state parks gave each park across the state, each state park, um, a directive to push Mm. this program within their own parks. Um, We have 56 state parks in Tennessee, so each um, park was was pushing it to their users. Um, But that was just a year-long directive, and so when I came on, that wasn't really um, going as strongly as, as, as prior to when I came on. Really, it's been a grassroots effort, Michael. I get out in front of anyone who will listen to me. I've done a lot of um, 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 continuing education for mm. teachers, PE teachers. Oh, cool! Um, I got a lot of um, good advice from your mom actually on how to how to talk to PE teachers um, <laughs> last summer. But um, I get out in front of a lot of, of of educators, a lot of people in the health world, um, people who already kind of naturally see the worth and kind of already would give me some buy-in on this the easiest audience I guess I would say I'm kind of but then other than that it's grassroots I'm reaching out to the parks and rec department in Chattanooga and I'm sending them you know packages of brochures and toolkits and um really having to get creative with what I have okay um programs like this you know this is you know sponsored trivia I've sponsored trivia I've been on the the women's uh the women's collective uh, radio show so cool um I love to talk about this it's it's so funny because we'll get into this I'm sure in a little bit but this is not my background at all um you know as far as like what I initially went to college for Mm -hmm. um it's it's a totally different direction um but it's it feeds my soul I mean I'm I'm just personally passionate about health and wellness and the outdoors. It's just the way I was brought up. And um, I love um, finding creative solutions to solve problems that are going to help people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is one of them. Oh, absolutely. So, it shows. Yeah. For sure. So what are um, where are you based out of? I mean, what's, what's your office? Um, I... I'm based out of my home okay. right now. So I have a small office at Montgomery Bell. Okay, that's right. Um, but they, it's kind of a storage unit right now. It's full of, of gear um, that I wasn't able to use last year because of the pandemic. So yeah. I can't really get to my desk right now. Uh-huh. Um, I apologize to all the people that share my space at Montgomery Bell. Um, it's kind of a mess. But um, no, I'm, I'm based from home because I'm supposed to be able to you know travel across the state okay. and promote the program and, cool. um, and things like that. So... Um, What's the next step kind of uh, in this deal here? And then uh, we may try to highlight, you know, some specific things going on in some parks that, um, you know, have to deal kind of with your program. But also uh, I'd, I'd really like to kind of dive into um, some things going on at Montgomery Bell and Hensley that, mm-hmm. that people might not know about, you know, in addition to what you're doing, because you're obviously involved, um, you know, mm-hmm. on a cellular level as far as kind of how things operate there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll kind of go into, you know, what what are your plans, you know, to kind of grow where it's at, you know, during this transition into an actual, what is mm-hmm. it, 501c3? Yeah, um, right. Yeah, and then we'll kind of, we'll dive into some details around some some local parks here. Sure. Well, we just recently established um, a board, um, an advisory board. They will soon be my board of directors as we transition into a 501c3, but they're, they're um, it's, it's, um, 18 heavy hitter business uh, leaders across the state. We've got some um, people from the political realm, the the tech cool. realm, the nonprofit realm, you know, business, um, 
medical. Um, so they're giving me some great feedback on where to take this. And I'm just so appreciative of their, um, attention to this. And so, um, besides turning it into a 501c3 and trying to, you know, look for future funding and look for bigger sponsors, um, really we're just, um, also working on creating our packages that we can, um, offer to other states, you know, like Florida, um, state parks and rec department wants to know they have a park finder database, but they don't have any way to kind of gamify it, Mm -hmm. which is what we are essentially Mm -hmm. doing. So they want to, they want to know how they can partner with us or how we can lease or license our technology to them. So this could be, you know, a path forward as well. But, um, I just have a lot going on. And like I said, it's just me right now. So my wheels are spinning, but I'm, I'm trying to just like keep ahead of it. Um, because it's, the world's ever changing, you know. And it's changing, but also there's a lot of research right now behind the health benefits of nature. Mm-hmm. And as people try to get out from, you know, taking so much medicine to, to combat, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's all about just changing your behavior, really. Yeah, um, your mindset on your mindset. life in general. And I think getting out uh, in nature, nature has its own vibe, too, and, once, and it's very peaceful. Mm-hmm. Um, once you kind of can resonate with that, and it, it really, it, they there are, as you have seen and as stated in, um, you know, testimonials, is that there are biological changes that happen to your body, you know, when you enter a different mental state, a mental mm-hmm. attitude, and uh, I think encouraging people to go back out into nature um, is the only cure really you know that that, that's the base cure there Mm -hmm. that's if you don't have to spend any money if uh you know you're not into something real intense you know Mm -hmm. like a hardcore workout or something but if you just want to stroll and be one with it if 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 any doctor could prescribe you know obviously some things are not too far gone but at a level that needs some additional things but if someone's kind of heading down a Mm -hmm. road of of being down or depression or confused just Letting it go out mm-hmm. there is 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 huge because yeah. you just give it up to God at that point and you kind of figure yourself out and um, you know just go yeah. keep down that journey. So I think that uh, you guys are you got some real real potential uh, to turn this into something that could be sold as a package deal of sorts. You know if you can kind of make it a you know, there's a book called the E Myth that kind of tells you how to build your business to grow it but you not necessarily grow it to sell it but that's kind of the mindset is you mm-hmm. make it to where it's replicable mm-hmm. and um I, what, to get to kind of go on that a little bit are is there are there any other programs are there any competitors nationwide that you're running into or maybe right. maybe not running into or, or vibing with or i mean right. how's, how's that looking so there's really not anybody who's using this kind of behavior change psychology approach um, or at least the reward system that we okay. that we give out there. Um, but I haven't even mentioned this yet, but you kind of brought up if, if a doctor could prescribe, you know, write a prescription. So that is a second piece to this program. We have cool. a Park RX um, component cool. um, to this program. It's not launched yet because, um, again, back to the government red tape, we <laughs> ran into um, like a HIPAA worry. But um, um, we're about to launch it Um very soon, but basically a doctor, um, would be able to prescribe to their patient. And I, I say prescribe with air quotes, um, because that's where the HIPAA Mm -hmm. people say, what, Mm -hmm. um, strong, strong suggestion would be able to suggest or recommend our program to their patients. And they can, um, 
basically they can open up our portal and input the, the patient's prescription. You know, I would like you to walk two times a week for 20 minutes. And then if the patient uses our app to, to record those walks, the doctor or the nurse or whoever, you know, can see that on their end. And so they can essentially see that the patient has filled their prescription. Yeah, their so own. it really opens mm-hmm. up this line of communication that, you know, and accountability. Um, and so that is actually the piece of the program that I'm most excited about. Sure. Because um, I think it has the potential to, to impact the most people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I it's think- just been... That hasn't launched yet, so it's kind of we've been kind of waiting and waiting on that. But very soon, fingers crossed, um, we get that over that. That would be a hurdle. game changer. Yeah, I mean, because obviously people trust their medical advisor and right. Um, but so there is a park prescription program that does operate nationwide, but it's um, it's just a little bit limited. Um, we actually tried to partner with them a few years ago, but it did our our code didn't jive together well you know tech on the tech side of things but um so we're creating our own and it's yeah like i said it's almost ready to launch and um if there are any healthcare practitioners out there listening and you want to be kind of um a beta tester for this program you can hit me up i would love to to onboard you and let you try it out and like um uh suggest it to your patients um as you see fit yeah Yeah. that would be um a very innovative thing to do. It'd be a <laughs> low risk, high reward kind of thing. If the go, you know, if they once they say everything's okay, mm-hmm. um, you know, then all you have to do is operate accordingly and um, potentially change somebody's life. You know, the, you, I think you're right. I think obviously there's a place in this world for kind of the pain management, um, but uh, a lot of these solutions really come back to. You know, healthier lifestyle, getting outside, drinking plenty of water, um, you know, making sure your soul is fed to mm-hmm. well too with happiness and joy and uh, just a good environment. That really just the amount of serotonin and dopamine and, and, all, and vitamin D and all these really, really important chemical compounds that, that need your body needs in order to operate appropriately yeah. it can be found in nature. Right. And, um, and we're such a screen-based life, you know, we lead mm-hmm. such screen-based lifestyles now and especially our kids, mine included, sure. I'll go ahead and admit that, mm-hmm. but, um, gosh, we just need to be reminded sometimes. Yeah. Somebody just needs to kick us outside. And, and you all do a, <laughs> hold it, there goes the mic. I knew it was going to fall at some point. Uh, you all do a, a great job. I'm going to pause this. Okay, we're back. Um, I had the mic fall. This table here is, is something else. So um, back to kind of where we were at. Uh, you as a family, um, you and Ethan and um, Stacy and Roan and not Stacy. <laughs> Clara, uh, Lucy. Clara, Lucy and Roan um, do a great job getting out. Like I see your post on Facebook and Instagram and you all are, you know, uh, you are being the change that you want to see kind of well, thing. Well, you know, I mean, part of that is... That's something that Ethan and I have always loved. That's one of the things that brought us together. I think one of our first dates was when we went climbing. You know, we've all, we've just always been an adventurous couple. But also, whew, once you become a parent, you got to have some things that mm. that get you out of your your bubble and and, and um, get change the kids' perspectives or you know it it just changes their attitudes. If we don't get outside every day, they're going to bounce off the walls, and there's going to be you know some arguments and um it just we we saw early on that it helps um helps the kids like it just gives them something to do physically children are obviously if you have children you know but are just they are uh 
conductors of energy, yeah. you know, they take it all in and they let it all out, you know, yeah. and, and, and they, they have a space and you all have a great piece of, uh, property in downtown off main street, um, sure. with plenty of room for them to roam yeah, around. That and, was key during yeah. the pandemic just, mm, oh uh, yeah i just i feel for people who lived in apartments or like in you know in europe or, or new york city who could not get outside i just don't i don't know that we would have survived sure um, and i will say like our kids don't necessarily love when we make them go outside you know they're right. still pushback we we always joked before we had kids what are we going to do if, if we have kids who don't like to do this kind of thing and we do have kids who don't like to do this kind of thing. Clara, her her famous quote is, the thing I don't like about hiking is all that walking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which oh, is kind Jared. of the point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, we just make them. We just make them. Yeah. And they just, they, you know, trudge along. And one day they'll appreciate it, right, Michael? Yeah, absolutely. They'll, they'll, they'll be thankful That's for That's what it. I think in my head, at least. <laughs> like, one day my children, you know, they'll grow up. <laughs> these kids these days. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So, um you've got this app you're in the you're in the middle of a transition um let's get into um kind of the dixon parks how it's Mm -hmm. going um kind of some things that they may have planned and maybe some things you might have planned for them and then we'll kind of take it back a little bit and get into some dixon talk and some personal talk and, and go from there yeah so i'm also on the dixon parks board um, which I just love. Um, I how long have you been there? I've just a few uh, six months maybe. Okay. Um, but I just I, I I really am so grateful for the city and for Mayor Weiss's vision in purchasing Hensley Park. Um, I I grew up there going um, swimming and and playing tennis and and trying to play golf, not very well. But um, (laughs) I grew up there uh, when it was the uh, country club. And so it's just a special piece of property. But just for the city to have that vision um, to purchase this huge piece of property right smack in the middle of town, um, I'm just thankful that we have that kind of leadership. Um, So I'm grateful to be on the parks board. Um, We have been working on the, you know, approvals for the new splash pad and awesome, awesome, inclusive playground that's going in at Hensley Park. And it's, it's past budget, you know, we're, we're ready to go. Um, It just recently ran into a a sewer line issue. Mm. And so um, they're just kind of keep being these roadblocks, but it is happening. It won't be ready by the summer Mm. or maybe even late summer but um you know that's nobody's fault it's just the nature of of um development huge project together in the middle of one of the wildest times in american history you know but you have it's it's in the funnel it's in the funnel funnel, baby city council approved it and i'm just so thankful um for them having the vision to to spend this kind of money i mean this is going to be a destination like if anybody out there is in the restaurant business you need to open some restaurants right around i mean people are going to be coming i mean think about we go to kingston springs to their dinky little splash pad and we're happy to do it and we buy lunch over there and we do you know buy gas and people are going to be coming from everywhere to come to this splash pad how big is this thing going to be it's um i don't know like square footage exactly but it's i mean it they're taking out the swimming pool right now and it's going to be covering the entire kind of hill where the, and down the hill and where the swimming pool is and then kind of out in front. I mean, it's going to be incredible. Um, there's going to be a pavilion that you can rent for birthday parties. There's going to be bathrooms. Um, 
So that's in the works. And then this week, we um, the the parks board voted on the final design for the skate park. Yes. So I don't think yes. I can say yet. I'll let the mayor announce or, or, or Sherry Wilson announce which one uh, was chosen. But it was down to two designs, and um, we had a public input um, session where people could come and look at the two designs, talk to the two representatives from the two different um, companies and vote for their favorite. And then also on Ollie's skateboard shop Facebook page, he kind of held a vote. Um, So we tallied both of those um, votes together. And then we um, also got input um, from other community members. And we had a discussion about budget because they were a little bit, or um, proposals because they were a little bit different as well. But we did come to a decision, cool. and that will be moving forward. And I just think that's so awesome because, again, it's right in downtown. Mm-hmm. It's where the kids are already skateboarding. Um, it's going to be just incredible for our kids. They'll be able to, you know, ride their bikes there or their scooters or their roller skates. You know, it's not just for skateboarders. It's cool. going to be a place for, for everyone. A community-type space. And um, it solves another huge problem uh, that has been kind of not ever present in Dixon but for a while, which is youth activity. You know, right. giving the youth something to do mm-hmm. after school, on the weekends, um, you know, again, just the same with this getting outside. And most of these things are outside. I think that splash pad is going to be absolutely amazing. The skate mm-hmm. park, you know, uh, re- obviously caters to a large swath of, of younger people that enjoy skateboarding. You can see them already at the in the parking lot over there. And um, from as far as I'm concerned, they're, they're being respectful of the area. You know, it's gotten them kind of away from the downtown businesses mm-hmm. that they were originally having some problems with, but, um, adding that in there, once again, another box checked for Dixon's growth to where, you know, it's not that you have to have these huge, big, like skyscrapers or major developments or whatever. Sometimes it does just take that one thing, mm-hmm. skate park splash pad you know i mean obviously Done. those are great but they're not just these big footprint areas you can use the what existing space you have to do you know utilize it in a really really appropriate way so um yeah. you guys are doing a great job yeah this far yeah. yeah and then along with that um the the parks department sherry and tabitha and miss wanda um they've come up with a system-wide master plan for the whole city so that all of our parks um so that there's a plan you know Mm-hmm. You got to have a plan to know where you're going. And um, so with that master plan, we're identifying um, weaknesses and, you know, um, gaps that we can fill in, such as, oh, we're missing a skate park or we're missing a splash pad. And so also um, that plan includes the master plan for Buckner Park, which is going to be. So the vision is Buckner Park will be the the team sports park. It's going to be the softball fields, the baseball fields, the soccer fields. And that Hensley Park becomes the kind of recreation park. Mm. It's the playground, the splash pad, the swimming pool. Mm-hmm. So eventually Buckner Pool will close. The new swimming pool will be, will be built at Hensley Park. So that'll okay. be the recreation park at Hensley and then the more like ball sports cool. at Buckner. And it's the I've seen the master plan for Buckner and it's, it's beautiful. Um, and I'm just, again, I'm just so grateful that this city has such a vision um, and knows and sees the importance in investing in quality of life. Quality I mean, of life is hundred percent right. Yeah, I mean you you can't coin a better term than that because that's why people plant their roots here. Yes, and that's been the age old question that I continue to ask over and over and over is that we can get people to move here, but they're only partially rooted. You know, if they work in Nashville, if their kids go to school in Nashville. Now school may be different just depending as far as what 
your priority, you know, what you're looking for. But, um, you know, work is a big thing that people commute, but they like Dixon. So, you know, the more and more that we add to a really positive, good vibe lifestyle, you know, for a family or even for a, you know, a single adult, right. you know, there's still a, a good dating scene here. There's, um, you know, plenty of plenty to do for an adult, plenty of good places to eat, to drink, you know, or be outside. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know, whatever, you know, whatever floats your boat. But the more and more that we add, the more and more people that are going to plant their full root system here right. and work and stay here on the weekends. And as, yeah, exactly. And or, as that snowball just keeps going and growing and growing, it's going to become a real force to be reckoned with almost, you know, but uh, I think that the leadership is doing a, just a lovely job of controlling this at a pace that's that's seemingly frustrating kind of along the way, but just because we all see it about to pop and we all want it mm-hmm. to happen and, <laughs> and we want it to be here now, which is a great mental space to be in is like already feeling that it's so and making it come true but there's got to be patience kind of along the way as far as you know not taking it too fast because you as as a leader especially like an elected official or an appointed somebody that works in a in a governmental type of space um you can't get caught with your pants down playing favorites you know or or not keeping up with your track record of zoning variances or you know, little tweaks that you may make to a project as massive as this may be. I'm sure that there had to be a lot of conversation around, you know, how does this fit? What are the liabilities of it? You know, do we have to change anything? Do we have to do this? Do we have to do that? Well, once you do for one, you've got to be able to do for other people, you know, and, and you can't just play favorites. And so, um, getting right out of the gate, striking while the iron's hot, which is what's going on, but it still has to be at a really focused level. And, um, I see that throughout, you know, mm-hmm. from top to bottom as far as people, you know, having that vision and, and executing it on it in a, in a safe way. Yeah. So, um, so let's, uh, let's get into you a little bit. Um, <laughs> we've, we've talked some, some good talk about our parks and, um, y'all get out. Oh yeah. Before we get off, um, Montgomery Bell's revamp of everything. Yeah. yeah kind of oh dive into goodness. that a little bit. I, I, I don't want to get away from that at all real quick. It just, Talk about how right. they redid the restaurant and the rooms and everything Gosh, else. If you haven't checked out the the new restaurant uh, at Montgomery Bell, you need to do that now um, because the food is amazing. I think I've tried everything on the menu. Um, they I don't know why the original uh, restaurant wasn't designed with an outdoor space, but they've built on this cantilever deck that hangs out over Lake Acorn, and you can just sit out there and have a drink or a meal, and it's just such a good vibe mm. out there. We've got some twinkle lights. It's cool. just nice. It's a full Bar it's too. a full bar, a yeah. gorgeous restaurant. Um, it's yeah. You it's, think you're not in Dixon? Right, exactly. Like I went there a couple months ago, and you do. You walk in, it's dimly lit for mm-hmm. dinner, and really huge bar and a very open floor plan, and um, great furniture, mm-hmm. well built menu, good yeah. variety, good quality, uh, good bar menu as well too. Craft beer, so I was yeah. pumped about that. Local yeah. craft beer too. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so check it out. Yeah. Um, also a beautiful renovation of the hotel. Um, and they're doing that kind of, they do about two parks a year. It looks like, um, the way the state parks work they they kind of are going through all the parks and restaurants and lodges and revamping them. So I think Fall Creek Falls is getting a new, um, 
visitor center and uh, and hotel, and then also Real Foot Lake is going to be getting a new visitor center, I think, next year. So oh, wow. um, you can always just go to the Tennessee State Parks website and um, check out all the state parks and what they what they offer because some have hotels, some don't, some have cabins, some don't. Um, but really, in, in Dixon, we're lucky. You know, I grew up here, and so I always I think I took. Montgomery Bell for granted, but now that I've, I'm trying to visit all the state parks and we're lucky. We have one of the best and, um, we, you know, we have a golf course. It's, it's considered a resort park. We have a golf course and, and Mm. cabins and and a hotel and now a beautiful restaurant. um, How many acres is Montgomery Bell? I don't know. I should know that. I I feel like I heard it was like 1600, something just massive. Yeah, it might be. I mean, it is driving through there. You can get lost Mm -hmm. for sure. And, uh, which is a good thing. And that's just right (laughs) smack dang right in the middle of Dixon. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, great park system all around and even on into Fairview. So yeah. um, so on to kind of Dixon and, and Stace as well, too, as far as um, where she came from. So <laughs> uh, her and Ethan met at Knoxville. Yes. Both uh, Ethan has kind of went through this story, but I would like to get <laughs> your your side of it. Um, you know, he had some very humble and, and uh, heartwarming things to say about kind of y'all start. So uh, get your side and then, you know, obviously we'll get into kind of what created that shift into, you know, working with sure what you're doing now. Yeah. So are we the first like married couple you've had? Absolutely. On yeah, the I've, podcast? I've, I've had uh, a brother, sister and mom. <laughs> um, but yes, the, you will be the first married couple for sure. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm married to Ethan Levine. Um, he, he podcasted with you a month or so ago. He's an architect. We met in architecture school at UT Knoxville. I'm also an architect. Um, which um, I totally see the irony in the fact that I used to spend my days designing buildings, and now I spend my days encouraging people to leave the buildings <laughs> and get outside. So it's all good. I love irony. Um, but yeah, so you know, Michael, when you're when you're a senior in high school and you have to decide what you're going to do next, it's so daunting. At least for mm, me, it was. Sure. Um, didn't know what I wanted to do. I'm interested in everything. And so um, what it came down to was I decided to, to go to architecture school. I loved Um, I love drawing. I'm not great at it. Like Ethan is an extremely talented sketcher, but um, I love drawing. I love designing. I love problem solving. Um, And when I toured the architecture school at UT, I I just knew that's where I wanted to be. So um, I went to UT, met Ethan literally before classes started because he was Willie Spate's roommate. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was going around, (laughs) yeah, checking on all my Dixon friends. And I walk in and Ethan wasn't in there at the time, but he had a bike hanging from the ceiling and he had yogurt in the refrigerator. And I said, Willie, who is your roommate? And he said, oh, he's some kid from Florida. He's really healthy. I think he's out running right now or something like that. Weird. I don't know any 18-year-old boys who like eat yogurt. I don't know. It's just very funny. And then Ethan walked in the room and we met and realized we had all the same classes together. So we were friends uh, for five years. Um, <laughs> he always had another girlfriend. We're not dating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he had another girlfriend. I had another boyfriend. We okay. were just friends. Um, but then we started dating. And um, as you know, we, 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 we graduated from college and we decided to head out to Hawaii. Um, and that was always my plan. I knew I loved Dixon, but I always had this wanderlust spirit and knew I wanted to travel. And, and my parents raised us, you know, traveling. We always, mm-hmm. always were on the go, whether it was our pop-up camper, you know, in the summer camping in uh, national parks or, you know, taking us to Europe, um, even, you know, at age 14. So 
I always knew I wanted to go and see and experience things. And, um, and so Ethan and I did that together and we really thought we'd be in Hawaii a year or two. Um, but we got great jobs in the architecture profession and we made great friends and, um, we just fell in love. I mean, talk about being outdoors and and everything's Mm -hmm. free, you know, you don't have to pay to go to the beach or to go hiking. And so we just, we were living it up. Um, and, uh, our first daughter, Clara, was born in Hawaii. She loves to tell people she was born at the <laughs> Queen's Hospital, uh-huh. um, Queen Liliokalani Hospital. <laughs> I hope I said that right. Um, that was impressive. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Nobody will know if I said that wrong. So. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, it was right to me. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, but after she was born, we realized, okay, having a kid changes things, and we need to be closer to family. And, and also at the time, I had been practicing architecture for 10 years, and you know, it was, it's still my passion, but I was starting to feel, um, stuck to a computer. I was starting to feel trapped at my desk and I just really didn't, I just couldn't sit any longer. Really. I wanted to be, you know, I love, I love people. I love learning about people, learning what makes you tick, what makes you, you. Um, and I just missed that connection because I was, I was sitting at a computer drawing houses. And I will say, um, I had the most incredible boss and mentor in Hawaii. I landed in an amazing firm, small firm, and he let me do, he let me, you know, project manage and um, work on million dollar homes from, you know, day one, basically just gave me so much opportunity. And I will always be forever grateful. Um, Shout out to Pip White. He's He's, he's out, he's still in Hawaii, just rocking it, but surfing, quitting, leaving work every day at four to go surfing, um, yeah. living the life, but what a struggle. Um, yeah, what a struggle. What a hard life, yeah. Um, I loved what I did, but I just, again, I just kind of started to feel this itch and it, it was hard for me for a while because, um, I had, you know, as an architect, you have a very specific skill set. You go to school for one thing basically. And I didn't know, you know, what I could do beyond that one thing. And so I was really going through a time trying to do some soul searching and trying to figure out, well, what is, what is it about architecture that I love and how can I segue that into something else? And I was really just kind of running up against the wall. I thought, okay, well, I can go back to school and get a master's in architecture. Maybe I can teach or be a professor or, um, because I really do love the, the theory and the history behind architecture. Um, that is my passion. Ethan can sit and draw wall sections all day and be super happy. Whereas I get, you know, I just want to, you know, Scream. we have different skill sets within, within the field. I'll just say that. Okay. Um, so I really had to do some soul searching and I finally decided, um, I wanted to go back to school and get a master's in something. And it was between, um, UVA and mm. architecture masters, or I had found a program in Nashville at Lipscomb University, and it was um, a master's in civic leadership. Mm. And so it was between those two programs. The thing that drew me to the civic leadership program was that it was um, a program where you you basically kind of learn to be an entrepreneur and a um, community change agent. But to graduate the program, you have to come up with a community based project and you have to implement it and that right there rocked my socks off I thought this is what I want to do I want to be giving back to my community and when I realized I wanted to be giving back to my community and working with people um, community change I wanted to do that in the community that raised me you know I loved Hawaii miss it to this day honestly I can't think about Hawaii without getting sad so I try not to think about it but um when I realized I wanted to be, you know, digging deep into the trenches in, in community change, I want to do that in the community that I know and love and feel most rooted to, you know. And so 
we decided to move to Nashville because that's where Lipscomb is. And also Ethan got a, a job with Manuel's Island Architects in mm-hmm. Nashville. Very serendipitous. So I got into that program at Lipscomb, got my degree. The, um, the community-based project that I did for my thesis was a program that I designed and created called Dash. And it's still up and running and uh, along Main Street in Dixon. It's... Um, it's uh, a historical architecture walking tour. And okay. so if you um, walk along Main Street, you'll see a few buildings left. A few of the decals have disappeared over the years. I need to go replace them. But um, they're little black and white and blue decals that say DASH. That stands for Discovering Architecture Through Stories and History. Mm. And they're Q- QR codes. And so if you scan the QR code, you can see a historical photo of the building that you're standing in front of. Okay. You can read the text, the history of the building. And some of the on some of the um, QR codes, I have recorded stories. So that's the stories piece. Okay. I interviewed people who have a personal history or connection with that particular building. And so you can kind of it's just a historical walking tour through downtown. And um, so they have like a is they can they go on and just just pick it from the app. Um, it's, go, so it's not it? an app. You have okay. to open up the the, the, the photo um, scanner thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just photo now. Okay. Phones are different yeah. now. You used to have to have a specific QR code reader, but now you just open up your photos like you're taking a picture of the QR code. Mm-hmm. Um, hold it up, and it'll bring up the website, the web page, and you can read the history of each building. Cool. But um, I know there's one still on the front of the Clement Railroad Museum. There's one on the front of Fuzzles. Okay. There's one on the front of the 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 city. Um, the city building, um, the old um, bank there. Let's see. A, f- a lot of them have disappeared. The one from Hodges has disappeared. The one on Ginger Hibachi has disappeared. So I need to go back and put put some of these back up and also expand. I hope to expand the tour. But um, cool. So that was my that was my thesis. I got to give okay. back to Dixon. I kind of did it in conjunction. Um, Alan Reagan helped me. You know, oh, I can hugely. Um, but I did it in conjunction with the Clement Railroad Museum. I kind of gave the project to them. So for a while, they had like the pamphlets out front. They would encourage people to kind of take what they learned in the museum and walk down Main Street and learn some more. Um, so that was a that was my thesis, and that um, kind of brought me back around to Dixon and. We were living in, in Nashville at the time, and um, we had our second child in Nashville, so we had two children, and we didn't have any plans to move to Dixon um, at the time. We were doing fine in Nashville. Things were good. Um, but then one day, my brother called me, shout out my older brother, Chris. He called me. He said, Stacy, I've got this house um, that I've bought, and I think I don't... I think you might like it. You know, I want you to come see it. I want you to come tell me what I should do with it. It's an old house. It's about 100 years old. And I just, I love um, old houses. And so Ethan and I came down um, one Saturday and looked at it. And um, we fell in love with it. And we bought it the next, I want to say the next month we bought it from him. and, And sold our house in Nashville and moved in. And what happened, Michael, was I walked in the house and it reminded me of Nan and Papa's oh, house. Oh, man. So for those that, of you yeah. who don't know, um, Michael and I are first cousins and um, our grandma and grandpa lived on Center Avenue in, in this beautiful house that Freeman Recovery 
um, owns now, and um, we just have so many great memories oh, of going so there for Christmas, Christmas and, and Easter, and gosh, so strawberry, uh, the strawberry shortcake, strawberry she had shortcake, yeah. and just uh, drinking out of mason jars, right, yeah, right, just a beautiful house, and I'm so happy that mm-hmm. it's still there and 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 doing good things for this community. But uh, we walked into the, to, to our now house, and it had the same trim, the same molding, the mm-hmm. same pocket doors, the same uh, mantle around the fireplace, like literally the same. And I just had such a good vibe from mm-hmm. it. Like, I just knew this is a happy place. I want to be here. I want to have my family here. We need to be in Dixon right here. <laughs> and so we and did you it. you can see Nana and Papa's from your house. From, yeah, I can yeah. sit on my front porch and look at their old house. So um, we did. We moved our family here. We, we renovated it. Like I said, it's 100 years old. Um, there's a lot more work to do still. But um, people ask me all the time, how did you get... How, how did you, you left Hawaii and you're in Dixon? Like, are you happy? The answer is yes, resoundingly so happy. It's funny because we moved from first Honolulu, which has a million people, oh, huge wow. city. Yeah. Then we moved to Nashville, both, you know, urban, urban environments, but we lived in neighborhoods. We moved from two super urban environments to Dixon where it feels even more urban because we can walk to restaurants. You know, before we were up in a neighborhood, you couldn't really walk anywhere except to your neighbor's house maybe. But um, now we can, we're right downtown and we can enjoy the benefits of downtown living. And um, we're just so happy. Um, So happy. You've got, you're starting to get a lot of good neighbors down there too. Yeah. Shout out Kelly, Dixon Mm -hmm. dog mom. Um, And I will say too, early on when we were in Hawaii, I was somewhere, I think I was at a yard sale. And I was talking to this, um, to a, a lady who, who's from Hawaii. Um, uh, she'd be called Kama Aina, which means from the earth. So that's what you call locals, Kama Aina. And she was talking to me, asking me where I was from. And I told her I'm from Tennessee. And she said, you know, I've always loved people from Tennessee. And I said, well, why is that? She said, I just feel like y'all have the Southern hospitality mentality. And it's very much similar to Aloha spirit. Mm-hmm. Same thing. We're all just so welcoming and we want people to have a good time and you know we want to get to know people and um i said you know that is such a good point like that is so true wow yeah wow what a neat connection are, yeah they're so different but sure. the love it's still kind there of, yeah uh, works and you're same. absolutely right i mean in, in the downtown environment we said every episode is 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 just that within itself and um so you're here now and and um Loving some Dixon, seeing some growth, mm-hmm. uh, working with the parks, you know, having uh, made made that transition. And uh, are we still happy? Obviously, still pretty happy with that decision. And, and you're so going to keep going with it. And so, happy. Um, so uh, let's get into to Dixon then <laughs> just within itself. You know, you've you and Ethan have obviously made an impact individually on the county and Ethan's projects that he's worked on and. Uh, the ones he's he's uh, you know on the way to work on are going to work on as well too and um, what what we've kind of talked about uh, the 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 projects that are going to go on specific within the parks but mm-hmm. um, you know what else what else could you know the whole county or you know the downtown area in your mind you living there. Um, having some real good walkability. Yeah. Uh, what else would you kind of like to see happen, or um, you know, if you could pluck something, or yeah. you know, what 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 might it be to to kind of keep D- Dixon going in the right path? Yeah. Well, you hit on it. I think uh, walkability and the for people to be able to get to all of our park systems on foot or on bicycle would be huge. Safety. You know, I I love to 
to road bike. I love to ride my bike, but I don't do it here because I just don't feel like there's a safe route. Um, you know, Dixon has a lot of really busy roads. We're kind of cut up by the bypass and mm-hmm. things. So I, I really think, yeah. And I know that the city has, has been looking at this and looking at some grants to address some of these issues. But I think it's transportation um, and walkability would be two things that I feel like would be a good idea to work on going forward. And I, like I said, I know that this is something that people way smarter than me are definitely already thinking about. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, we live around the corner from our elementary school, but I would not let my children walk there because there's no sidewalk. Sure. So things like that sure. um, within the downtown realm. But also just like, you know, embracing the other the other communities in the county. Like, you know, we're Dixon County and we're very prideful. Um, but I think there's an opportunity for kind of all of us to, to work together a little bit more and um, um I know a lot of people are moving here from out of state. This is a huge oh, boom so right yeah. now. As you, I know oh, when yeah. you talk to people and talk to real estate agents, especially. Um, but that's some of the comments I've heard is that we're also we're very welcoming, but we're very closed off within our own like Van Leer and White Bluff and yeah. Charlotte communities. So, um, which I know is not like us. So I don't know why we're giving off that impression to people. So um, just something to think. I can about. see that kind of being a thing from the outside. Being from the you know, it, it, it's a it's a location thing mm-hmm. is really what it is, yeah. is that there's a lot of um, voids of activity in between each satellite town. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, but once you get into those towns, there's stuff, it's their own vibe, yeah. you know? And, and um, I, I think, I mean, cause Charlotte's cut off by 49 and um, then 40, you know, you can get there 47 through white bluff too, but white bluff is 70 and, and the park as well too. So they're kind of stuck there and, um, and then Dixon, you know, is the city of Dixon. So, uh, in each, each of those areas is growing in their own way, which mm-hmm. is neat. Like you're there, there, you know, Burns is kind of settling as, you know, where you can get a bigger house and some property and still be close proximity to the interstate. Mm-hmm. You know, Dixon is more of those who want to live and, and also work in Dixon and, um, are really involved within the city. Um, you know, we'll live in the downtown area or one of the outside kind of Dixon suburbs. Uh, and then Charlotte, of course, is, is seeing some really neat, obviously some government activity with the new justice center, but, um, they're getting some neat kind of retail stores and little, um, little restaurants. And they've got the Amit or the, the Mennonite store up there too, country view, which is out of this world. And what's Mm -hmm. such a unique, unique place there too, as far as where they get all their stuff and, um, how they source it and it's their how their community works just in general like how they how they go about running the businesses and 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 making their own food and uh quality ingredients and all that as well too so each one has got kind of their own vibe but uh, i think you're right there's there may need to be some sort of connectivity i like that word i think that uh being able to effectively get from point a to point b via walking you know Mm -hmm. or riding my riding a one wheel around or a bike or something that um that one wheel (laughs) uh, i'm addicted it is so so awesome yeah i'll uh ethan needs to get one hey can you one wheel on the new skate park i guess i don't know i guess i can try (laughs) yeah i don't know i'd probably look like a ding dong i'm more of just like a cruiser you know 
cruising around. So, uh, what about uh, food selection? You know, what yeah. would you add into? Gosh, that is one thing I miss about Nashville. Um, but we're getting there. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's there are new things coming down the pike, and um, I know everybody says we need a we need a good Italian place because that's the one thing we're missing. So hopefully, um, somebody out there is listening and can bring us in a good Italian restaurant. But no, I mean, gosh, I have three or four favorite places in Dixon that. Stick I can't with. get enough of. Yeah, sure. and I just rotate. I mean, there's great, great food selection and great people. And it just feels good to know the people that are making your food, too, and the people that own that restaurant. It just, I love that um, that hometown feel. But, um, but Michael, I want to turn it on you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking about, like, how I started as an architect, but now I've completely flipped and I'm doing something different. And I noticed that most of your guests kind of have that same story um from uh jason pilkington to joey Mm -hmm. holly to kelly thomas to most of your guests seem to have done some sort of flip and i know that you also went to ut but what's your degree in like you you're not you're not working in your degree now so how Uh, did you yeah talk to us a little bit about yourself (laughs) uh okay i guess if anybody's gonna ask me this question it might as well be family um (laughs) So yeah, I uh, I grew up in Bellevue, um, and then kind of bounced around. So I had I always like to brag, you know, puff up my chest. I went to uh, three different colleges and changed my major four times. <laughs> uh, kind of hit them all around, and that's no joke. So I started out at Starkville, at Mississippi State, uh, and realized that that was not going to be a good fit for my personality. And so I uh, ended up transferring to UTC, Chattanooga, and um, I think I was, there was an ordeal with the degree I wanted to get at state that it wasn't offered in Tennessee, so I was able to get in-state tuition at Mississippi State. Well, they changed that major, and so I ended up getting in-state tuition for the first semester, but the second semester was going to be out-of-state tuition, Mm. Uh, and I didn't really care too much about it after the first semester to pay out-of-state, so uh, there was some... Uh, other activities so we left and then I went to Chattanooga and uh, was going to do engineering Um, Ah. and I realized that I not that I wasn't good I just didn't have the patience for math Mm -hmm. like that and there was a whole bunch so uh, (laughs) then I went to change it to uh, business management and still at Chattanooga and went there until my first semester of my junior year um and then I transferred to Knoxville and got uh, jumped in the agricultural economics space. So were you on the ag campus? I was on the ag campus. And that ah. was the, uh, the the economics degree and the ag economics degree. And Anna Claire will adamantly disagree with me just because she <laughs> likes to give me hell. That She was like, you didn't get a real economics degree. <laughs> I was like, well, instead of pies and robots, we're using you know corn and ethanol, yeah. <laughs> uh, for examples. So, yes, I was on the ag campus there, which was great because I, I enjoyed that kind of close community. Um, it's a smaller satellite, it's a huge school and there's a lot of hills and, um, a lot of large classes, but the, the ag one, you know, the max was like 20 people in a class. Uh, so, and thank God all my prereqs were good. Um, so I didn't really lose too much time. I did end up graduating in four and a half years. So three schools, four majors, four and a half years is not half bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, did, so I got an economics degree well, I don't have a job and I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Uh, loved the college experience, the necessity of me going, um, you know, the job market at that point was one, hmm. was a beast. Yeah. So, uh, sold pest control. 
family friend uh, was a manager of a, of a business and straight out of college. Uh, I worked for Slush Puppy actually through college, um, cleaning their machines and delivering the product. And then I worked for uh, a uh, jumpy jump place in Knoxville, uh, blow up, what do you call them? Indoor yeah. blow up jumpy jumps and slides and stuff. Did that and did birthday parties and I gotta tell pizza. my kids they're gonna think you're the coolest. Yeah, Slush it was great. Slushy puppies and ju- yeah, <laughs> it was great. Uh, I gained about thirty pounds because <laughs> I was drinking slush puppies every day and then we had a popcorn machine so I was eating popcorn and then for the parties there was always leftover cake and pizza and so uh, my workout routine was not very good so it was a low point in my life uh, and then so I start selling pest control. Um, yeah, it, it, that went well. It got me in the world of sales. Yeah. Of pest control. Everybody needs it. All you got to do is figure out how to sell bugs, bug, you know, how to kill the bugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, did cross space encapsulations as far as to keep the moisture out of there, moisture barrier stuff, and, and termite, termite treatments as well, too. So, uh, big money in cross space encapsulations if yeah. you can sell them, um, which, you know, in a place, you know, that's got some heavy moisture, you can. So, uh, did that for about six months. And then. Out of just, in my mind, I was talking to a guy previously here is that once you kind of make a decision, a true one, uh, the universe kind of starts to work in your right. favor a little bit. So I had made the decision that I enjoy sales, but I don't like pest control, so I'm going to get out. I yeah. don't know what I'm going to do. Well, a couple of weeks later, uh, my now position at Dixon Insurance um, and my now father-in-law, who's kind of the whole big family uh, friend type situation, um, Reaches out and his commercial book, his commercial manager is leaving and going back to school and uh, needed somebody and uh, I was suggested as a potential option and uh, long story short, end up taking the job here at Dixon Insurance and managing commercial book and then um, uh, pretty soon after I started, uh, my now wife, who uh, is uh, my boss's and now father-in-law's daughter, was coming in every Friday, and I thought she was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen in my whole life. She is. Uh, yeah. Very beautiful. Yeah, still is, and still think that, and <laughs> um, wonderful personality. She's captivating is the one word that I, uh, the only word I can think of to describe Aww. her. And so anyway, we, uh, she had a boyfriend at the time, and um, I don't know how long it was, but I think I used the slick move of, of <laughs> hey, let me have your number in case anything comes up at work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and that worked out well, obviously. So uh, we texted back and forth, and um, here we are. And uh, so it, it, it started managing just the commercial book of business and then got it uh, started, built a pretty decent book and, and started getting more into the production side of it. Um, grew the book, you know, and, and kind of got into where a hospitality niche, it was construction for a little bit. And, uh, that was a little too chaotic for me. And, and I didn't really have the drive for that niche. There's good money in it. Uh, and it's a good business. There's plenty of opportunity in that niche, but, uh, I, I enjoy the hospitality space just mm-hmm. as much as, you know, as you do as well, as far as just being with people who are really creative, uh, in what they do and, um, really special. So, um, Kind of honed in on that restaurants and um, special events places and um, special events just in general. Wrote a, a whole bunch of those uh, and did that for probably six years. Yeah, and 
uh, decided that I wanted to kind of take a chance um, at something, you know, for myself. And it's just whatever was driving inside of me is to kind of step out and, and maybe kind of do my own thing. So I ended up actually quitting here um, and going to Nashville to work for what was at that point Southeast's largest insurance brokerage. Mm. Um and wanted to really just kind of dive into the deep end and see what I was made of kind of thing, you know. And it was one of those, if I'm going to do it, I better do it now. And um, just spread my wings a little bit, see see yeah. what happened. Uh, I and love that. Yeah, it, it was obviously, a, you know, my wife works here and my both my in-laws own the, own the business. And uh, it was a very tough decision, uh, but it, it needed to happen kind of thing. It was just... So just the the nature of of what goes on and uh, kind of where I saw in my mind's eye where I kind of wanted to be professionally or try something different. I, I really didn't pin down, but I knew the feeling was there, so I did it. Um, gave it one hundred and ten percent, but it just was not a fit. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a vibe in my life. You know, it, I needed to make some changes, but that one that one wasn't mm-hmm. it driving back and forth. I was going like a quarter tank of gas a day, uh, you know, building those relationships for these larger accounts is something that takes a lot of time and that I didn't have, you know, as much as I thought I did. So, uh, ended up, uh, pretty much, you know, coming in with my head down a little bit and gave it a shot and talked to, you know, uh, Mike uh, about it and and said you know this isn't really a fit is there any way I could come back um, and welcomed me I couldn't be uh, any more grateful for the, uh, the second opportunity I mean it was and they and the agency was at a point to where they continued to grow and uh, we're gonna hire on somebody else and really kind of needed some um, a producer a you know in business development type position so uh, I felt that I would you know or they felt that I'd fit that role pretty well and, and graciously hired me back and um, couldn't be happier because it's it's a you know and I've, I've, I've still kind of kept that hospitality niche mm-hmm. and so those decisions you know both came out of you know there comes a point in your life where you need to make a choice mm-hmm. to to make a change in order to yeah. be you can't help anybody or you can't make other people happy if you're not right. happy yourself right you know there's just a there's a, a vibe that comes off you know as, as good of a mask as someone may put on you know people can feel that it may be fake mm-hmm. or that it's not a hundred percent you or whatever it may be and in order to be that person that um, lets off that good vibe you've got to make those hard choices in your life to just do things yeah. and fail like I put something on Facebook the other day that life is all about overcoming 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 until you at some point become right you know and and you, you've got to have you know as clear of a picture as to where you're going in the end but don't always reserve the right in your life to be to let life surprise you right just go at it you know yeah. and 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 instead of thinking why is this happening to me think what well, this is happening for me and and look at life like that and, and your whole perspective on things change and so i start i got my come back i start building this hospitality book up and take it kind of nationwide with some breweries and some other things as well too and i'm slamming it and slamming it and going and it had been i'd been here about a year 
um, you know, started a couple side things to, to help, you know, put eyes on Dixon insurance and then COVID hit mm-hmm. and the hospitality industry just crumbled. And so, um, you know, nobody really wanted to talk insurance that we were one of the most hated people in the world, you know, at one point because there was no real business income coverage because there was no property damage. You know, that's mm-hmm. just how the coverage form was written was that unless there's property damage, if your business has to shut down, you know, there's no, there's no business income. There's no insurance payout for your loss of income. So that was, sorry, go ahead. Do you think there'll be something like that going forward? It would have to be government. It would have to, the government have to pay out Mm. on something like that, which they're not going to do. There are starting to be some policies float around that I've seen that Hmm. um, are, are short term policies to be paid in full and not active until needed. Yeah. So there's some specialty line hmm. companies that are coming up with like these three to six month policies that you would pay in full. Um, and it would be, you know, in the waiting wing with a heartbeat. Uh, but unless something happens, there's really no need for it. So it would right. kick in for X amount for your business income, no matter what. I say no matter what. Obviously, there's going to be stipulations, but it would be in a case such mm-hmm. as this. So Because nobody would have foreseen this or nobody would have known to create something like that before we went through what we all just went right, through. Right, right. Well, and, and the insurance world is always changing with so many different exposures and so many different things that happen that um, – you know, you're so you're seeing policies like that, but yeah. you're also seeing the polar opposite, which is companies being so anal about their coverage forms, their exclusion coverage forms, because there's been, I've, I've, there's been thousands of court battles, and not a single business owner has won mm-hmm. on any of the business income mm-hmm. things. And I've read a whole bunch and just get letter, you know, emails and emails of you know updates on these. Uh, court procedures and no business has won yet on any of this shutdown stuff. So, um, it's, it's insurance industry, obviously the more they pay out, the less they make. And it has to be this surviving system. So there's gotta be a balance of like a line drawn as to what's paid and what's not. And unfortunately the situation was something that, um, Mm -hmm. was pretty, pretty heavily excluded, but, um, they were able to take some things to court, but nobody ever won. So anyway, this, when COVID hit, I had to come up with some stuff, you know, like, what the hell am I going to do? How do I get eyes on Dixon insurance and, and me? And I mean, when you talk to anybody that, uh, is in the business of, of marketing or sales, it's content like that is it. Like SEO optimization is content across all platforms. You could pay Google, you could run ads, you can do all this stuff, but if if you're not getting the clicks, you know, you're mm-hmm. not it's not going to flow that monster's not going to flow uh, as well as it should. So as much as you produce out there, just put it put it put it put it put it uh, that's it. So that's kind of why I made the decision. I was like, I got to figure something out. So that's where Trivia was born. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I mean, Chris and I are good buddies, and I enjoy beer and and make it occasionally. And so Chris reached out to me, I believe, or maybe we had kind of be, you know BS back and forth, and said, well, hey, we need to do a trivia. And so one day he called me and was like, hey, I'm thinking about opening up on Thursdays. Would you be interested? Uh, so hell yeah, definitely be interested for sure. I got the equipment. I'll figure out the questions, you know, and. Uh, all I said is I want to have a, be able to have a couple of drinks and we want to market and we want to put our stuff on everything. Mm-hmm. And so and that's, now it's huge. It's yeah. Up. It's, it's gotten packed. huge. Yeah. So uh, fun. Anywhere from like 30 to, you know, in the summertime, 70 or so people inside, outside. It's 
great music, uh, really good people. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's become a real special thing. Yeah. Like people, I've seen boyfriend girlfriend relationships start and end there. <laughs> I've seen people that were on different teams lose kind of part of their team that they're regularly coming with, and so they merged with another yeah. team, you know, and um, and they're still together this day, and it's just in and out and uh you can just tell people really really enjoy it and yeah. that's kind of where i'm coming from on most of what yeah. i do is i want to spread the love yeah. you know make sure that uh, not just individuals but businesses get some exposure and mm-hmm. some appreciation as well too so we pick up a prize sponsor yep. um reach out to a business do you want to put your name over everything and i give the prize sponsor an ample opportunity to market as much or as little as they want to yeah and um but that's like where you saw a, a need a gap you mm-hmm. know there needs to be more you know something fun to do on thursday night yep. and i need to market my my company in a yep. different way and do something atypical so i love that we just that find you find you know even a blind squirrel you know finding out every now and then kind of thing <laughs> and um uh, I, I i it's that try and fail is yeah. is i embrace it almost is that you know, you can't, you don't know what you don't know. And until mm-hmm. you, you know, hit this wall of like, shit, what am I going to do now? Like your, your brain doesn't operate. When you hit survival mode, you're like, oh, then yep. you come up with these crazy ideas. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I read something the other day. It was like, don't just listen to your intuition, act on it. Yeah. You know, you can't just sit idly by and your gut's telling you to do something. You're going to go insane, you know, in opposition of that vibe you know you've got to go with it and as outlandish as some of the things may be like this podcast like (laughs) good lord you know i'd I'd let people like you and obviously the 14 13 14 other people that i've had on here all have stories you know and it's just us talking over at the holidays or over some drinks or you know us all of us hanging out as friends and and the other people i've had on here just have some really cool stories Mm -hmm. um you know and it's again you know selfishly i'm drawing kind of trying to help my business as well, but I'm operating on this level of um, uh, help everybody else get everything that they want and you will soon have everything that you want yeah. kind of thing. Right. So it's, it's, it's get better to give than it is to receive type of deal. And, um, you know, I'm not, not, not much of this is monetized except yeah. for the insurance stuff. So I'm giving a lot of bartered time, you know, and, uh, trying to you know help as much people as I can and and um, give them as much exposure as I can and um, build this network this yeah, connectivity right. like you're talking about is is because I was talking to Duran in the last one I said these episodes may not be for everybody mm-hmm. but there could be they could be for somebody right you know and if somebody's looking at something in their life that they want to change or want to do hopefully at least one of these episodes will resonate with right. somebody and 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 get them to do what they want right. to do and, and make a difference. And, and sorry to flip the script on you and, and, and turn it on you, but that's, that's what I've gotten um, from listening to all of your episodes is, is I've got, I've been, um, you know, uplifted by listening to them because I feel like we all have similar stories in that we tried something, it worked for a while or it didn't work and we had to pivot and, you know, change. And that's why I wanted to hear your story on that too, because would you have ever thought this is where you'd be sitting when you got that diploma in agricultural economics, mm. you know, like, no, it's not just, really. It's just, 
You know, you always kind of feel and you just fall into these mm-hmm. things, you know, like I've DJed since I was 15. So you were the DJ at my wedding. Yeah, uh, And I've got <laughs> shoot and it's taken off more than I expected. I've got like three or four this summer. Oh, um, so I just do that on the side. It's just I've always kind of been comfortable behind a mic um, or at least not scared. I don't know yeah. about comfortable. I just kind of do what I do. And um, so I, I always felt this uh the only way I can describe it, and I was talking to a friend over some coffee this afternoon, and um, we were just talking about business and kind of what we've, we've got in the works, and uh, this consultant vibe, I guess, mm, is, yeah. is really what, you know, I, I thought, you know, maybe facilitator in my head. but You're a connector. Yeah, boom, just like the connectivity. That's, that's what I enjoy is that, you know, I may not know today or ever the person's life I change unless they say something, but your story and what you do or what you're looking into or just you as a person or even your family life, like somebody else may have three kids and have that kind of vibe or whatever, um, could touch somebody's heart. And I, and I don't know if it will or not, but I'm putting the opportunity out there. Mm-hmm. I'm giving that person an opportunity to, you know, and every guest I have is more than comfortable to um, uh, have people reach out to them. You know, and, and, and I, I, I'm not going to have somebody on here that's going to just bad mouth. Obviously that's, it goes completely yeah. against the vibe of the show. And, um, but people that have great stories and have that big heart to want to help everybody, yeah. uh, which I think is, um, a lot larger group than is highlighted in Dixon mm-hmm. on the mainstream communication channels right. or in the little groups or, you know, I was talking to, uh, that same person, the conversation was, Obviously, I'm not from Dixon, so I moved here when I first started here at Dixon Insurance in 2012. Um, but immediately, the first thing I started to notice was how much uh, high school is brought up in adult conversations. Um, hmm. It's like something that, that can't be let go, you know. And and I I kind of get it, but uh, like things that happen during high yeah, school. Yeah, how, how people who who a person was in right. their in their vulnerable teenage years mm. and they're they're judged for <laughs> that person um for the rest of the life. Right. By some, right. not by all. Right. But but I I was like, "Well, this is just strange." Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's strange. Yeah. It 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 uh doesn't make my heart happy. I know it yeah. didn't. And so, um I never really tried to buy into the stories I just gave, you know, that person. Well, I mean, like, I'm a different person person than I was in high school, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) So, so yeah, I mean, I lived in Dixon until I was 18, went away for nearly 18 more years. So by the time I came back, it did surprise me. Like, you know, you have these memories of the people that you grew up with, but we're all different people. Like, I don't know anybody who's, you know, um, and just it's, it's been so wonderful getting to know people differently yeah and I, and I don't you know hopefully they don't still see me as that nerdy little sure um <laughs> and even but, if they do and even know, if they do it's yeah, who i am yeah i mean and who it's one of those um you know if you let your outside environment control who you are internally you're not really in control kind mm-hmm. of things and so i'm sure people thought of me one way in high school and um you know may if i haven't been around it but i've I've always tried to leave people better than I found them. Yeah. Like, no matter who I am and what else is going on, my goal every day is when I initiate an interaction with somebody or somebody initiates one with me is that that person leaves feeling better than they started, you know, with that conversation um, in whatever direction I can take it. So, uh, 
I, I don't know where any of this is going. I honestly have no clue what I'm doing. Like, I, I, I've i got very basic software. I've got very basic equipment. You're following your instincts. Yeah, exactly. And I, I like know kind of where I want it to go and have this whole studio. And, you know, I'll put that vibe out into the universe, you know. And um, I know kind of when I sit down in the – it'll never be finished, but in kind of the long-term environment, what the studio is going to look like and the type of equipment and all that. So um, I gave myself – until 1,000 listens uh, to figure out how to get this thing monetized effectively um, and to get some more professional tweaks on it. So like some intro music, which I'm working on right now, some outro music, uh, maybe some uh, professional voiceovers, and uh, a start on uh, video, a start. Because once you get into editing audio is one thing and doing audio is one thing and you throw in video, it's a whole different ballgame. So that's probably going to get to the point because when I get to that point, I'm going to have to start paying somebody because I'm Mm -hmm. not going to want to deal with it. So I've got to monetize it to the point to where, and if anybody, I've got a Patreon account set up. I'll repost it. It's connected to my link. Please Um, do. Yeah. yeah, And and, and I want to be able to put out some uh, kind of exclusive content and I've got a lot of backlog stuff that if I start getting some Patreon traffic, that's kind of the goal it's going to be is some maybe some reading material or some inspirational videos from me as far as thoughts I may have, or um, I've been thinking like a book club or something mm-hmm. or mastermind groups or whatever it may be, just kind of a little paid subscription. But uh, I will guarantee from the start that a hundred percent of that will be reinvested in back into the podcast. Like none of it's going to go in my pocket, which I've started a little side business right now um, selling whiskey barrels. Um, and it's generating enough cash for me to kind of pump a little bit into this at a time. But, uh, I think, you know, there's a big push away from kind of this, a lot of mainstream narratives and, um, people enjoy kind of good vibe news from a local kind of perspective. And, uh, hopefully I'm kind of feeling that niche and, and I'm actually looking for, more podcasters. Cause again, I don't know what the hell I'm doing and I would love to, you know, support, have this community of mm-hmm. people that want a podcast, you know, and, and cause it, it provides, it provides a platform for you to really let your vibe out, yeah. you know, whatever it may be, because you've got to kind of specialize in something in order to make it different. Mm-hmm. And I felt like my relationships with a lot of people around Dixon was my specialty mm-hmm. was just kind of That's that right. business development portion of it. And, um, allowing these people a platform for, you know, not just their personal story, but their business and their cause and everything else as well. And, um, Taking it day by day. Yeah. Taking well, I'm glad you're day. doing this. I think I've enjoyed listening to every single one. Cool. I've learned something. Thank I've you. been inspired. Um, I've seen a few that you say, you know, this one's coming down the pike. And I'm like, yes, I've been wanting cool. to learn about that person, cool. you know. So um, I don't think I'm that interesting, but at least. <laughs> you are. I mean, you, no, everybody's I'm... got their own. And like I said, it's <laughs> like uh, I enjoy every single episode yeah. because you're family and I've known you my whole life. But there's yeah. still some things I don't know. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'd can't think of many times that us too without the rest of the family being around you right. know in the environment have just sat down and talked about things. i'll share a, just a funny story about your dad um it was in the 90s at some point and we came over to your house and he was the first person i knew that had the internet oh. okay so he had a computer set up he had the internet i mean the internet was new sure. i had never heard of it um and he was telling us about the internet and like he was trying to explain you know Imagine trying to explain what the internet is to people who have never right. heard of it. So it's like, he's try- he's telling us like, oh, it's this, you know, you can type in anything you want and information will come up. And I think he used like golf as the example. Like you can learn anything you want to learn about golf. And I was like, 
how is this relevant to me and my life? <laughs> what about Barbies? Yeah, what about Barbies? And then, but now look at this. We couldn't even be sure. sitting here and doing this, or I wouldn't have my job sure. without the internet. Um, so it's just funny because your dad was the first person that introduced That's me so crazy. to the World that. Wide Web. Yeah. But. I can't imagine dad explaining that either. <laughs> I would have loved to remember that conversation. Well, of course, he used golf as a... Sure. Um, Example, Search anyway. reference, yeah, yeah, that's so funny. Um, well, you know, and it 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 uh, it allows it allows a platform for things like yeah. this to happen, and I um, I'm just excited that it's being listened to, just in general. That's the point. I'm I'm not you know pushing real hard to get the numbers up, get the numbers up. You know, I'm throwing some things out there to create a little competition like this leaderboard thing I throw mm-hmm. out. And I think Zach Brooks actually just took the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, his video blew up. And I don't know what it, whether it was his network that he shared the post. And, you know, Willie's did the same. Like, he's got a whole – he's such an old soul, and he's got a whole different network of people. But, you know, I think once these get shared mm-hmm. – um, surprising to me it's like trivia too like you got up with the microphone um but there's so many sponsors that uh you know have no fault of their own obviously they've got their own lives but um you know i offer the microphone before trivia to anybody that sponsors and um you know i think that's a huge benefit is to really engage people instead of my loud mouth trying to explain it you do it uh, and then stay and hang out and network you know um same thing like if i do a podcast and you're on it share it all of your yeah. stuff because you reach a whole other audience <laughs> but zach hit like 120 views in like 24 hours uh wow. and the most i'd had was That's i think awesome. kelly was in that short a time span uh kelly was like 32 or something like wow. that so it, I, and i don't know what it is it's not i don't know if it's because kelly's was hilarious uh she, just, she was really fun to listen to yeah, i have not great listened to, to, zach's listen to. Yet. yeah zach's got a really neat story too cool. um and just a cool vibe as well everybody i have on here is well, just I brought a bribe with me today, so oh, yeah. Michael, Michael yes. will post it. But I've got a little um, swag pack uh, from Healthy Parks Healthy Person that we'll figure out some way to give away, I don't know, in the comments. Cool, or... yeah. If you like, share, and comment, um, I'll post a picture of the swag thing uh, along with the post of the uh, the video or maybe after it so they're not kind of jumbled together. But uh, if you like, share, and comment on uh, this podcast, then... We'll give it a week. Let's see. Yeah. Let's give it a week, and uh, we'll draw we'll a name. Draw a name. Do a random name generator, or pull it out of a hat, or something. Um, so, but you have to do all three in order to be uh, entered to win a hat. Uh, it's a Nike Dry Fit. Nike Dry Fit hat. A, a really bottle. cool water bottle. And inside we got a tech cloth. Tech cloth. Yeah. Wipe your screen, your glasses, or um, you know anything that may have a screen on it. So. Cool. Well, do you have anything else you want to you want to plug your socials in? So people get in touch. Yeah. With you? So check us out on Healthy Parks TN on uh, Facebook. Healthy Parks TN for Tennessee. Um, our website is healthyparkstn.com. Um, we're also on Instagram, Healthy Parks TN, um, and you can always just email me, Stacy or Stacy Levine at tn.gov. Um, Again, our apps are free. You can find them in the Apple and the Google Play Store. Um, and you can earn free rewards by getting outdoors and getting active for your health. Get moving. Yeah. Don't be moving. a couch potato. No, sir. Yep. Cool. Well, thank you again for thank taking the you. time. I know you got a wild life, but uh, a good vibe, good story. Thanks for uh, making me talk about myself. <laughs> um, uh, we're at an hour and a 29 minutes. Nicely done. Um, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. Um, we've got some killer parks here that have got some really big things in store and are going to be some major tourist attractions and 
Um, Healthy Parks, Healthy Person is just a lovely organization that's going out of their own, and so they're going to need a lot of support right off the right. right off the bat here. So be sure to reach out to her and um, get involved in that. And again, uh, like, share, and comment for the uh, swag uh, the swag pack and uh, at your vibes for podcast Facebook at your vibes on uh, podcast on Instagram and yourvibespodcast.com uh, for the website. So love to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, thanks again so so much for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, y'all. Bye.